Here are the highlights from the latest episode of Free Talk Live. Visit freetalklive.com for the full episode. And with you in the studio tonight, you've got me, Bonnie. Jay. And Chris. First, I'm going to go to your calls and thoughts. Tim in Florida. Tim, you're on Free Talk Live. What's on your mind? Oh, well, I don't know a lot about what Javier Malay has been doing, but um, I know that he has come out in support of Israel, and I'm not going to say what that means. I don't. I don't know what it means when he says, however, uh, he visited a, um, a grave site of, uh, a, I think it was a rabbi, Rabbi Reb, Rebbe is his name. Okay. Um, uh, rabbi Menachem M. Schneerson. Now, I don't know a lot about this organization, but I, I believe that he associated, and now also Javier Malay, he converted to Judaism and uh, somehow there's an association with, uh, I'm going to butcher the pronunciation, but it's, it's Shabbat. So you're saying you don't really know how to feel about Javier Malay, but one thing you know is that he came out in support of Israel and he visited the tomb or the gravesite of this rabbi. And, um, one thing I will say is that in the interview that came out two days ago at this point, um, where he, it's titled like there is no plan B, um, he said he hasn't converted yet, but he's interested in converting, but he won't at this time because his president presidential duties keep him from being able to do things like observe the Sabbath. Like he can't just not work on Sundays or whatever it is. Um, so I, I think that he's like interested in it, but I, I don't really think it means anything necessarily bad about him. Um, I think that he misunderstands the conflict in Israel, in my opinion, and I don't think that he should be calling it self-defense because it's not like it's. <laughs> by definition, not self-defense, what they're doing over there, but what he's doing in his own country. But here's the thing, though. He said that he doesn't want to have alliances with other countries, even like China. He said that the lady who interviewed him in that there is no plan B interview for Wall Street Journal um, asked him, so you're talking crap about communists and calling them parasites. What about China? They're communists and they're a huge trade partner for you guys. And he said, well, we don't have any special relationship with them. We want to have free trade with every country. Um, so I don't think he wants to have special relationship with Israel. He can have a personal opinion. What do you guys think? Well, uh, it seems like, uh, you know, if you listen to the, uh, you know, the the conspiracy theorists, for lack of a better description, talk about, you know, the bad Israel people, uh, you know, whatever they are, uh, that like anybody in, in, in position of power, you know, sort of has to like go, go along with the Israeli narrative and whoever goes against the, the Israel narrative, you know, gets massive, you know, media, you know, smackdowns and like, a, you know, media attacks and is, uh, sort of, uh, thrown off, you know, I mean, Kanye West is an example. Yeah. You know, they, they, they lose their jobs. Yeah. yeah you yeah. lose your yeah. jobs. Uh, you know, yeah, I think it was, uh, wasn't it, um, trying to think what university it was where they, somebody was fired at like the head of the university, uh, oh, Harvard, Harvard, Harvard right? yeah. yeah, yeah. So for, for saying something about the Jews, I think what happened, it wasn't like, it wasn't like, I don't think it was racist or anything like that. It was just like he supported Palestine or something or he said I, something pro Palestinian or something like that. They were brought oh. into like before some Congress or Senate committee thing and these, uh, deans or heads of these, uh, you know, um, colleges 
that, that are all garbage anyways. You know, mm-hmm. let's get that out there first. I mean, Harvard has been doing evil, horrible, wrong things, you know, for a very long time. The reason that we have a massive health epidemic due to government subsidized seed oils is straight up because of Harvard saying, oh, fat is bad. We need sugar. Wow. Sugar is good. This is like a thing that came out that, that a study in uh, uh, in the 70s that, that, that was produced. They were basically paid by the Grain Growers Association, uh, essentially the sugar lobby. Uh, to say that fat is bad, you need you should be consuming you know sugar and you should not be using butter. You should be using things like margarine and you know seed oils. And then there was all the Betty Crocker cookbooks and all these you know how to make your food with seed oils and you know these these chemically engineered uh, you know all the seed oils that everybody's been consuming their whole lives uh, at this table. You know those that was the original lab grown food, lab made food basically. Hmm. So anyways, uh, it's just like. Engine lubricant. Yeah, basically, yeah. Soybean oil was was and canola oil was used for axle and transmission and engine lubricant before petroleum oils. And then they had all of this infrastructure and all these you know farmer farms that they were subsidizing anyways to produce all this. You and know, it was just stuff. like a byproduct. So they're like, how do we make money on this? And well, it was not really a byproduct anymore. Oh. But yeah, sort of. I, I mean, a lot of it too was also a byproduct from manufacturing soaps, hmm. um, you know, and, and other cleaning agents and stuff. But anyways, getting back around to it. Um, Harvard, uh, so there was some, uh, uh, pro, uh, Palestine groups in Harvard and they're like chanting things like, you know, from From the the sea to the river, whatever, exterminate Mm -hmm. everybody or something like that. And so the, they weren't chanting exterminate everyone. That's not what they're saying. I, I added that because that's essentially what from the sea to the river means, right? That you exterminate everybody from that sea to that river. According, according to Glenn Beck and Steve Deese and uh, what, what's that other guy, uh, Ben Shapiro, uh, they would agree with that statement. But um, okay, that's what I understood it to, to mean. If well, uh, maybe caller, you could give. You might sound like you're you know more versed on this than I am. Maybe you could uh, explain actually what that sea to the river thing actually means or where it comes from. Well, I have a limited understanding of where it comes from, uh, but but my understanding is the the counter argument to the talking heads on the Fox News affiliates um, is that that that's not what it means at all. It's just basically uh, getting uh, getting land back, so to speak. And I, I'm not into a collectivist transfer from one collectivist farm to another, but. Um, and you, on an individual level, sure, you know, if something belonged to you and you need to get it back, that, that's different. Just look into this uh, organization because, no, no just, just like all Christians are not the same, all Christians, uh, some Christians uh, uh, groups support the state of Israel, or, or I should say some flavors, uh, some don't support, and I'm specifically uh, referring to the nation state. Um, and with, with Judaism, it's the same thing. There, there are many uh, different variations on Judaism, but... The particular uh, group that uh, Javier Malay seems to be getting himself involved with, and I, I do agree, uh, Malay is, uh, he's very, very handsome, very charismatic. I'm just saying be careful. Yes. Uh, <laughs> you know, because he's a politician and, you know, but Chabad Lubavitch, and I'm, I'm not pronouncing it correctly, they've come out with statements basically in support of the uh, genocide of Palestinians. So, so I don't know, you know, uh, just because, just because Javier, it, it doesn't, it doesn't make Javier Malay in support of genocide. I'm just, I'm just saying, be wary. That's all. Yeah, I, I would say that I've, I've been very wary uh, with the guy myself 
Um, I not having not knowing a whole lot about him, but it does seem like a lot of the rhetoric does sound like it sounds pretty good to me. But yeah, did that you doesn't. See his... But but the whole this whole Israel thing supporting Israel does kind of put a stain in my eyes anyway. On you know because in Especially my the eyes, war. yeah, supporting you know supporting the war. It just that doesn't that doesn't seem very libertarian. To yeah, me. I I sort of thought less about him after I you know saw he was going there and you know yeah. paying some kind of like I'm like why. Yeah, you know the because I because the whole like Israel narrative is like counter freedom. Yeah, you know right. this it, it just always has been. I mean, you go back to the like the the Israeli military attacking what was it USS Liberty, you know, whenever that happened, uh, and then it's just all kinds of you know history. But one thing I my experience I can really only so I can swear and attest to this following statement: all of the people who I've ever known that were I'm going to say culturally jewish so they were raised in a jewish family um they have uh, a lot of things about them uh they have really good work ethic uh everybody who i've hired to do any kind of work or like contracted for any kind of job or whatever uh that is culturally jewish has done either above or beyond what i expected them to do <laughs> uh seriously they they're hard work so like but if like you talk to like that's definitely like, a stereotype <laughs> well they're they're they're, yeah. they're good workers and being intelligent and yeah. and so if somebody is basically i can identify them as culturally jewish and they're going to come work for me i'm probably going to hire them first hmm. they're going to be first in line because my experience with anyone who's been raised in a jewish household now, half these people I know that are were raised culturally Jewish do not identify as Jewish right, anymore. Right, that's what I was thinking. Uh, there's at least one free stater I know like that, one of the hardest working people I've probably ever met. And then there's another one who I'm pretty sure converted to Judaism. I, I don't really know that for sure, but I just know he's a practicing Jew now. Like, the second hardest pers- working person I've ever met. Like, um, no, Ian's number one, so they're two and three. You know, you know what's funny about this is, like, I totally get where you guys are coming from, and I think that is the stereotype is usually pretty accurate. But yeah. at the same time, I've actually worked with people who are Jewish that were terrible, mm. um, very flaky. Uh, actually, you know, there's I, another one. It's not that I didn't agree <laughs> with them on like political issues. I did, but oh. they were not. They were definitely not the hardest workers, which I, which is just it's such an interesting to contrast. You know, because we, we're we're making again. This is definitely a stereotype that we're talking oh, yeah, about yeah. here. So there's always seems like there's a career troll. Mm-hmm. At least one, mm-hmm. whether it's, you know, James Whittakine, whether it's Skeeter. Different callers to Free Talk uh, Live, yes. Who was the other, like, guy there that was, you know, certainly within the spectrum, Hudson guy. Remember mm-hmm. him, guy from Hudson? Yeah, not everybody who calls in is terrible. Some people but, are really no, pretty good. No, but there's good. always but, at least, like, one. There's, yeah. But there's always, right, like, right, at least right. one, like, troll that, like, so So now Skeeter's, you know, I, I, I almost, you know, would lead me to believe that a guy like James Whittakine was on some kind of, like, and Skeeter are, like, on some kind of, like, you know, black ops payroll right. to, like, you know, to just, you know, um, oh, you're not good at changing the Wikipedia articles, but you want to harass people, and we see, you know, an algorithm told us that you're into, you get your dopamine hit from doing this. So here you go, he, you know, here's he, here's somebody we, you know, we want it, we want to harass. Like Jay has seen it. I if on nights I don't want to talk to Skeeter, I will just click hang up the entire show, and he calls back uh, one con- second later, constantly, like just the entire constantly. Show for like three he's hours? got nothing better to do yeah. for three hours. So. Yeah, it, it's you got to have you got to make a good radio, and you have to have able to have a conversation when you're calling in. 
and if you can't have a conversation, if you can't be patient and let other people talk and, you know, respond and, and, and so forth and explain what it is and get to the point. Some people, that's one of the people, that's some people, some people who call in, that's one of their big problems is they never get to the point. It's just like yeah. on and on and on and nobody has any idea what it was they were trying to, what point they were trying to make because they never get to the end. Right. That's, that's a very good point. Yeah. I don't know if that was him, but it certainly, it's certain other callers. He had some disagreement with just like a little teensy thing that Bear Arm, a caller uh, who wrote a book about legal tax avoidance, said. And then he had a disagreement about something JFK did that a lot of people believe, and I've always heard, that Jay said. And like, it's like, okay, maybe they're wrong. Like, it's not like and, they're lying. Yeah, and I, I could be wrong, and I got way better things to do than go do some research to, you know, to rebut whatever Skeeter's got to say. Um, you know, and, and, and I'm not going to go waste energy on it. But what I would like to bring up real quick, the quick, the includes mm-hmm. that he definition he was talking about. Uh, so, like for example, the definition of United States is written as includes District of Columbia territories and possessions. Okay. Uh, or territories and insular possessions. So, uh, the so the United States is just so when the word includes is used in the definition and there's a and, and so Massachusetts is actually very clear about this in their statutory um, construction manual which is MGL chapter five if somebody wants to look that up but anyways statutory construction uh, and when it gets to the part that talks about includes it says when the word includes is the only word before the definition it only means what exactly is stated in that definition and nothing else. Now, if it meant in, includes but not limited to, like, for example, District of Columbia territories and insular possessions, uh, it could mean uh, that there's other things, includes but not limited to. And, you know, and so that's very specific in the Massachusetts statutory construction manual and also. Uh, Christopher Gronsky, uh, DestinationFreedoms.com, uh, I believe is his website. He, in his uh, presentation uh, that he does, is like a, I, I, he does as a webinar now, but I went to a couple of his um, live um, you know, seminars that he do- does, and uh, he talks about this at the federal, like United States Code, Title 26, whatever, IRS definitions and, and statutory construction manual about that. It's destinationfreedom.org. Oh, destinationfreedom.org. Okay, mm-hmm. get that correct. Yeah, it's, it's actually interesting uh, you should bring this up because I was just thinking about how in New Hampshire, the law states something like it, it's, it, it, it doesn't include Washington, D.C. for driver's licenses in terms of valid ID for like buying, buying alcohol. It's, huh. it's like the states of it's the states of the United States, but it doesn't say includes D.C. or anything like that. It doesn't yep. say the United States. It's it's like it's it's the way it's worded. It doesn't include. So when, whenever they accept, whenever somebody, a cashier accepts a Washington, D.C. driver's license, they're technically not like they're breaking the law. I, I did. A, uh, I worked as a bouncer at a bar in Massachusetts. Yeah. And I remember that, too. Yeah. So they wouldn't accept a um, ID from. I remember there was a guy who was German. They're like, no, you're not coming in here. He had a driver's license. There was another time there was a guy from Montreal, uh, Quebec. They wouldn't accept Quebec, and I do remember they wouldn't accept D.C., but I can remember the guy saying, well, obviously you're 21, you know, and he was like, you know, gray-haired guy, you know, it was just, <laughs> but, like, um, they were definitely, I was like, really, D.C., but if you look into some of these Supreme Court rulings, in fact, Gronsky gets into this in his webinar, he, he talks about there's a Supreme Court ruling, uh, or the Utah Supreme Court, I forget what year this was, 
um, talks about how Utah is mm. foreign to the United States Whoa. Uh, because the United States is just a district of Columbia. The 50 states that we know are, are the United States of America, which is a, a federation or a union of sovereign states. And that is, and, and in that union of sovereign states, the District of Columbia is actually not included as part of the USA. It is more like, you know, the federal power or just a federal entity, you know, uh, that is the U.S. And so there's a big difference between just, just like this whole, like, this uh, succeed from the U.S., United States versus uh, succeed from the United States of America, like the, you know, the Texit or New Hampshire exit. So when you, the, the term United States is not synonymous with the term United States of America. They are two totally different entities. We actually do have a number two story. I hadn't really thought of it like that. So that's what Captain calls every second story he covers on Free Talk Live on Sunday. He calls the number two story. This is somewhat of a number two story. Um, It says, what's a diaper spa and why is it raising eyebrows in New Hampshire? It says a debate over a new spa is brewing in southern New Hampshire where some residents in Atkinson, which is near Nashua, are taking a stand against the diaper spa. That's its name. A nursery-like business for adults who role-play as children and, yes, wear diapers. According to its website, the diaper spa is open to all diaper-wearing individuals who seek acceptance, respite, and care. Photos on the spa's page show a space decorated with the soft comforts of a nursery, complete with toys, folded diapers, and an adult-sized crib. What do you guys think about this so far? Sounds like somebody brought the dark web to life. <laughs> I mean, there are definitely are people who, like, you know, were they were pulled off the boob early. Uh, for whatever reason and you know maybe uh you know they're looking for some kind of attention like that i i knew a girl in colorado um and she was a professional cuddler Hmm. and she would like there was a grant there was an older woman that was in her 60s that you know her daughter had died and she would have have a one you know one day a week she had a cuddle session with this lady every week there was um uh, some other like, uh, you know, kind of like uh, young men that didn't have a mom in their life and mm. they would like just, you know, cuddle her. She had like. I bet that that, you know, made them a lot better people. Yep. yep. I honestly believe that that would be a good service. So that's the thing. I can't really say this is like I can't 100 percent condemn it. I just think I, I can't help but think it's weird. It's weird. But, you know, it's it's interesting. A lot of the things always is. uh we, I think people in general have like a perception of things and they're not quite the way they actually are. Mm-hmm. Um, from, for example, when I, I think I read the article and some guy was afraid for like the kids or something. And mm-hmm. I'm not sure yeah. that that like people who do that are like into kids. Right. Um, it's not necessarily the case. Nikki, yeah. Nikki did say like People are yesterday. just jumping to the conclusion and it's, yeah, like I. Is yeah, this an adult, what did Nikki adult say about only this? thing? Uh, I, I believe it's an adult only only thing. Um, Nikki did say yesterday she wouldn't let a person like this around her kid. I can't really <laughs> say I blame her because it's like, what if they see the diaper and they're getting weird in their head? I You don't know. Even if they say like, oh, I would totally never do that. You, you don't really know. Like it's already a social, be- I mean, antisocial behavior it seems and another reason why you should allow these kind of things like you shouldn't be protesting that this is mm-hmm. happening. Right. 
It, it's just like it, it's like with the racism laws. If if the local baker is a racist, uh, why do you want to make a law m- making him not be racist? I and, really, and not be out about it, right? And not and so so now we really can't observe him being racist if he is racist, for example, or whatever ism he is. Uh, or ISTI is, but so I, I I would prefer to know who the, the the people are that like have hatred because I would s- sort of you know probably not want to do business with them. Uh, it, uh, might be the only baker in town. You might have to go get your you know freshly baked bread from a racist, but maybe there's other options in town. I don't yeah, know. And then if everybody knows that, maybe somebody will open one up because they see the market opening. And and, and it's also the reason I like drugs being legal because. You know, back during Prohibition, people who were alcoholics really, really had an incentive uh, to hide it. And you're right. It, it seems like if this, something like this is suppressed, maybe it would be more likely to grow into something worse. Like an, like if an alcoholic isn't allowed to have alcohol oh, just yeah. with their dinner at night, it could turn into alcoholism. Maybe this could turn into actual pedophilia if, if not allowed to be expressed in a more okay way I, or something yeah I'm, I'm, a, I'm i suspect that's probably not the case but that doesn't necessarily mean that it couldn't that certain things of this nature could not result in worse things happening you know even if it's um, not pedophilia i just think that repressing sexuality always is a bad thing yeah that's definitely you know it's it's always interesting um there was there was a I think, i'm trying to think where it, what happened there was a somewhere in europe it might have been like the netherlands or some place like that where like they banned pornography just just generally this is like in the 60s or 70s or something and like they rapes you know went up and then they fell as soon as they legalized it again and it's just the point is here that you know sometimes the actions that you take that you think are going to protect society or somehow have a benefit to society actually have the opposite effect um it what I think the evidence was showing was that it gave people with certain potentially dangerous uh fantasies whatever right um or it may not even been dangerous it may have just been normal but the point is that we're all potentially dangerous so that some percentage of people ended up when they couldn't get something they ended up you know taking actions that were were not not good for anybody dr colleen ann murphy the spa's owner offers a range of services that include virtual play dates at 200 dollars an hour wow as well as a Fifteen hundred dollar all day diaper B and B experience. I guess that's bed and breakfast. That yeah. promises rejuvenating pampering for the little one inside of you. But for now, I mean, I guess if you're wealthy and your childhood was stolen from you, you could. <laughs> here's your opportunity to relive it. I mean, sounds like they have actual clientele. Mm-hmm. That's I what mean, kind of shocked me. Good, good for them. If they can make money, you know, providing this service, and uh, and you know, as long as it's all consensual adults, it whatever. Just, it just seems to me like if I wanted to relive my childhood, I'd probably just skip babyhood and go play with dolls or ride horses, something like that, like something normal. I would, I would never think I want to lay in a crib and <laughs> wear a diaper. <laughs> I mean, that's just me. It says, but for now, Murphy said, the vast majority of the diaper spa's business involves telehealth services and life coaching. A recent Christmas-themed event featured a festive story, freshly baked sugar cookies. You can't eat those if you're wearing a diaper, I feel like. I don't know. Maybe that's not the case. But if you're an adult wearing a diaper. (laughs) Oh, yeah. (laughs) And a stocking to take home, she explained in an email interview. A board-certified integrative medicine physician and sexologist, 
Murphy settled in Atkinson in 2022. The home-based spa was a recent addition. So it's at her home. That's a little weird. Working in and out of high-stress hospital settings led to burnout and fatigue. And Murphy eventually began focusing on sex and relationship coaching with an emphasis on overlooked populations, including ABDL or adult baby diaper lovers. That doesn't make it sound like a fetish. (laughs) She says, this led me to find a community of people who had varied needs to wear diapers, whether they were physical or emotional, such as vets wounded in combat with incontinence. Whoa. People with progressive and congen... I can never remember. Cognential... I I can't say that word right now. Congenital muscular skeletal conditions and victims of trauma and abuse. She explained the void of care was there and I saw a meaningful way to fill it. I just think, is there really a void of care or can you go on Craigslist and find someone, you know? Yeah, you can go on Craigslist and find one. You're going to come up with her. Hmm. So like, so, so so that's the thing. She was good for her. I mean, this sounds like a success story on her end. What does it say? What her name is? Yeah. Colleen Murphy. So, Good, good on Colleen Murphy. She's she found a niche in the marketplace. Uh, she and and then offered a service. It sounds like she's making money at it. And I'm glad that she doesn't have to work in. Um, I, I think she's probably doing more harm being a doctor in a regular hospital than she would be in in this job. Well, it sounds like she was doing harm to herself, getting burnt out. Mm-hmm. I mean, if you you know anybody who works in the medical field, uh, you could they will literally work those people to death. Chris is confused why I say harm. I, I just yeah. don't really like the hospital type um, care. I, I would purposely not go to a hospital for the rest of my life unless I get like my leg cut off okay. or my leg broken. Or unless you had to, right. Yeah, if I really had to. Okay. Um. I, oh, I, I guess I, I kind of follow what you're saying. You're, yeah, I understand. Okay. <laughs> they're just getting people not, addicted to drugs. And yeah, stuff. right. Because there's all sorts of um, like, yeah, well, actually it's humorous because um, actually if you get your leg cut off, probably they'd be giving you the drugs that you'll get addicted to that'll cause problems later. Yeah, well, but, yeah. at that point I'd have no choice. Like, and most of the right. young staff, most of the staff under 40 is extremely woke hmm. at the hospitals. Yeah, they're like, we're, we're not going to call you unhealthy for being fat. That's healthism. I've never lived in a place where there are not very many parasites. So that would be an interesting thing to experience. Like, even when I came up here, I moved to Keene, like the worst place ever, like the worst <laughs> parasite to regular human ratio no, place I think, in I think Keene. Manchester is much worse. Oh, really? Well, I wouldn't want to live in Manchester even more, but I hadn't really thought about the parasites. Really? It's more just like the homeless. Well, so like your parasite class, so, it, so pretty much all your homeless people are if they're not mentally insane, mm-hmm. um, they're just drug addicts. Yeah, uh, that are getting a check. So they're from they're health and human services. Yeah, so they can just be homeless and do drugs. And if you're getting your dopamine hit from your drugs, um, you don't really care that you don't have a place, you know, a, a, a home to live in. Uh, and somebody, and a lot of these people who are crazy uh, are probably crazy from doing the drugs for all the years that they've you know been on the streets doing drugs for. Uh, so, but just with the uh, the bureaucracy, the bigger the city, the more bureaucracy and all of the, um, you know, city employees and mm. city red tape and all the city union workers. So you got a lot of a lot of that, like, uh, you know, parasite vibe happening there. Um, you know, this is why and even like, for example, the, the reason taxes are so expensive, like so extreme on a city level sort of in uh, Manchester is because the pension 
fund for the city of Manchester public employees is has a guaranteed return of like 8% a year. And I could be wrong in that number. But anyways, it's like one of these guaranteed return things. And from what I understand, like an 8% return on a pe- pension fund is like only going to happen in like really like, you know, good times of stock market like skyrocketing. It's like it's really hard to like to maintain that, you know, on, on the market. But what happens is if it doesn't do 8%, if that's the actual number, I could be inaccurate on that, then the taxpayers have to pay the 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 shortfall because it's like guaranteed. So this sort of oh, makes wow. it extremely expensive uh, uh, in Manchester. And another thing is from what I understand, and this is like mostly th- like third hand information. So as I didn't read this anywhere, I didn't study this, I didn't look at any laws, but like for property taxes in Manchester, if you um, put your house in like, I think they call it well, section eight. I don't know if they call that that in New Hampshire, but it's definitely what it is yeah, in Massachusetts. Yeah, I think it is, right? Um, so it's like welfare living. It's like the, the landlord basically gets a check directly from either the state or the federal government mm-hmm. or something like that. And it's like, and, and this could be for like assisted living communities. This could be like just lazy people on welfare. It could be like for old ladies that just, you know, need someone to take care of them. I'm not sure. But anyway, section eight is usually where all the problems are, oh, yeah. uh, where all the crime <laughs> is, yep. where, you know. <laughs> And in, in like Holyoke, Massachusetts, the Section Eight neighborhood is like where all the drugs and guns are because they're both illegal there. And um, but anyways, you get like a massive tax break on your property taxes. And like somebody's like you know four and five unit houses got like tax like prop and they're on like a postage stamp of property. You know, there's like no property that you know the house is like three times the amount of square foot footage as the uh, you know the land it's on. And uh, they're um, they're literally like getting Targets. their properties like almost taxes like almost cut in half an incentive. So this gives these landowners that own a bunch of properties. They're going to get a guaranteed paycheck from you know whatever agency is participating in this uh, Section Eight thing, and then they have way less property taxes. And I, I know that um, like there's like easily like four and five unit houses of property taxes are north of like twenty thousand dollars a year. On some of these things. And it's like, how could you push those types of incentives on a place unless you wanted to ruin this place and make them all dependent on the government? Like, I can't imagine being like, I'm doing this because I care about people. You want a bunch well, of crackheads to live in a yeah, house for free? Yeah, I didn't, I didn't realize do. the taxes were so high in Manchester. I thought Keene was bad. <laughs> yeah, Keene's bad. Hey, Daily Digest listeners, this is Riley Blake. I enjoy Free Talk Live, and I know you do too, but finding time to listen to an entire episode isn't always easy, so I produce the Daily Digest. I appreciate those of you who have supported me on Patreon and sent Bitcoin to me to thank me for producing these digests. For those who wish to support me on Patreon, visit patreon.com slash crblake86. If you wish to send Bitcoin, visit patreon.com slash crblake86. 86 for those details. That's patreon.com slash crblake86. Thank you. There is a group in New Hampshire called granitestatematters.org. And they're the same thing as Granite State Progress. I don't really know why they have two different names. They came out with a list on Sunday and emailed it out. And some free stater got a hold of it and posted it on the Free State Project Twitter. Um, yeah, their Twitter. It's a list of over 500 people in New Hampshire that they are calling anti-democracy extremists um, 
and, and they list they're listing them by, by town. So this name of this Google so how do Doc. We, how do we add people to this list? <laughs> I wish we could because I'm not on it, and it makes me really mad. Right, like <laughs> you need to be on it too. Right, right. Can we just can we just release the uh, updated? Let's see. Uh, no, I mean we already have a uh, Free State Project signer uh, like list, right? Maybe yeah, we can just release that because I was a signer and I, and I'm not on there, but. Well, it's a, it's a list of uh, like cool people. Yeah, uh, I, I pretty we're not much. On it. I pretty pr- well. I mean, you just how did you try a not hard. end up on that list, Bonnie? I, I right, like of all people, I really think they did that strategically. Like, I'm not joking. Like, yeah, I do would you want to come up against a pretty young girl so, saying here's, I'm here's an anti-democracy? Is Ian on the list? Yes, Ian's on the list, but you are not. Right, and they also put that is Gail so and, bizarre. They put Gail and Bill Domenico on there together. They could have put Bonnie and Ian Freeman. You know, that seems yeah. It does definitely sound like it's almost strategic. Seriously, no, I really think so. It's because you haven't run for any um, elected so that, position. That is what um, I Maybe. didn't get into it. But when last segment I said um, I actually want to run now, like I didn't want to run before, but now I kind of want to run because it's Was like Bob on the What list? do I have to do? Oh no, no, because there's only four people in Keene. Two are regular Republicans. Um, like a lot of them. On this list, not every single one or anything, but a lot of the are, are not a, not a majority. I think a majority is probably free staters, but a, a huge amount on this list is just regular Republicans. Yeah, see, the Democrats don't understand like the difference between right. a, a Republican and a Libertarian, and they just right. kind of mash us all together. Yeah, and then they like say stuff, oh, like we're racist and all sorts of stuff, and it's like. No, you're thinking of the Republicans, not the Libertarians. Right. We actually agree with you on those issues. And actually, you made me realize there are at least four people who are current Free Talk Live hosts on here. Um, there is Zephin, who is sometimes a host on Sundays. With Zephin's Captain. on the list. Yeah. No, interesting. There's Zephin, there's Jay Noon, Ian, and Aria. Huh. So, like, there's a lot of Free Talk Live people on the list, but they don't mention Free Talk Live. I'm surprised they didn't just go through like Free Talk Live, all the people who have done Free Talk Live over the years and had them all yeah, to the list. I don't think they're smart enough to do that. Right. I, they just they took it bubbled. from voter registrations. That's what somebody said. And, yeah. I, and I'm sure there's an equivalent to like uh, the New Hampshire uh, uh, Libertarian uh, NHL. Oh, the New Hampshire uh, Liberty Alliance? Yes. Right, but I'm, an, I'm a lifetime member. Right, right. But I'm so, sure there's an equivalent to the New Hampshire Liberty Alliance that would be like the uh, New Hampshire Tyranny Alliance. Like, mm-hmm. you know, that would be, you know, they probably don't call themselves that because... They probably you know, call themselves GranitStateMatters.org. Oh, there you go. So, yeah, so they're <laughs> compiling data of like people who are a threat to democracy, right? So the NHLA... Uh, lists like a, a whole bunch, like all the people I ran against that were Democrats uh, in in Henniker, uh, they are all uh, listed as constitutional threats by the NHLA, but they are all woke, um, you know, extreme leftists, uh, and and they yes are a constitutional threat. We and, even have two Free Talk Live callers on the list. We, really? Yeah, that I know of. Like I'm just trying that to don't live here. Uh, go off the top of my head. Um, no, that live in New Hampshire. Okay. Okay. Um, so I think we should get into what, what this list is. They made a Google doc. They're doing exactly what Jay is saying, compiling a list so they know who the quote unquote threats are, but they're not even good at explaining why these people are threats. It's like, they don't really, it's like at this point, you don't actually care. You just want to say, you just want to other people to your demographic that you're trying to talk to. It says the title is anti-democracy extremists by town from granitestatematters.org. It says, do you know of other anti-democracy extremists, please complete this form to submit their names for consideration for this list. There you go, Bonnie. Oh, I didn't even notice that. I'm about to do that. I, I want to be considered. 
be like, I nominate myself. Right. <laughs> right. All said I was snubbed. I was like, thank you. Thank you. They claim on here, they said that they say they define their terms at the top. They say Liberty Alliance, the organization set up by the FSP to handle legislative action. Is that true? Was I, it set I don't up think by the so. FSP? Because I'd never heard that. It, it may have been set up by people who were members or signers, um, but that doesn't make it a FSP entity. And I yeah. think that I think that's incorrect also because the FSP can't get involved in like politics, like mm. who to vote for. That's um, a good point. Maybe they could do that, but I, I'm not. I'm well, not 100 percent sure because they don't. Ever I don't think since they, they became a uh, 501c3 slave entity to the IRS, the, uh, the FSP. They, yeah, the FSP. They can't, which happened in 2014, from what I understand. So before that, they could have. Uh, but I think the New Hampshire Liberty Alliance is older than the FSP, isn't it? I this wouldn't be surprised. This says that it was set up after 5,000 FSPers moved to New Hampshire, but I have no idea. Well, yeah. this, so, this thing could totally we need be somebody, wrong. We need somebody who was here before all of us in this room. So that's, so so if the New Hampshire Liberty Alliance is a result of the Free State Project, that's just a whole nother bragging point yeah, the, for us to the use. The Liberty Alliance is great. I'm a lifetime member. Like I think that it's a really important thing. I'm I, pretty I wish sure I had more time. it's not. Um, not an FSP entity. Yeah, it's not. Uh, like, I I want to say it was like not. I, I feel like it was like some FSP People were involved in Probably. creating it, and yeah. but there was other people who are not FSP uh, folks, so it wasn't. It didn't come straight out of the Free State Project Incorporated. That's that's for sure. Yeah, there's a whole bunch of members in, in the New yeah. Hampshire Liberty Alliance that I've met that are not um, that are not Free Staters. Right, right. That's that's what I'm getting bunch. at. Right, like I don't know, I don't know all the details, but yeah, I'm like 99 percent sure that this is not accurate. Yeah, another person that uh, Free Talk Live listeners will be in. Um, be familiar with is Jason Gerhard. Back in 2021, he did a oh, whole yeah. show with the Inn talking about his arrest. He did 12 years in prison just for standing with Ed and Elaine Brown, who were people in New Hampshire that um, stood against the federal government for trying to take their house away for them not paying property taxes. And Jason Gerhard went to prison for 12 years for that. He's a NH Liberty Alliance. A-rated state rep, and he ran for sheriff, it says, and in 2023, he submitted LSR 24-2740 that would sunset all New Hampshire laws. I completely forgot about that. <laughs> I, I don't even remember this. When did that happen? That's great. I feel like there was not enough attention on it. I don't, I don't remember what happened to him. I remember sure talking about it with Ian here one night on the radio oh, nice. last summer. So. It's that just so good. So There's so that many in again. great things that have come out of New Hampshire. Uh, in and terms Jason of, Gerhardt has done tons of them. Right, right. Uh, in terms of proposals and things that have passed, I, I can't even remember half of them or even a, even a fraction of them. Right. Um, like, I, I mean, I know there's like, I mean, I can think of examples, but like usually when I think of examples, it's like not even the good stuff. It says helped. This is their reason for putting him on this list. Helped tax evaders in Bradford and he moves around to where he can be elected. Another person that free state or free talk live listeners will recognize is Mike Sylvia, who put in the. Um, oh, yeah. He put in what was it called in 2022 CACR 32. Yep. Um, which was going to help people be able to um, vote to help the Granite Staters, not help. It was going to make a constitutional amendment that Granite Staters could vote on amending the Constitution that would say we leave the union. And it was like, 
we just leave the union. Yeah, it was an independence legislation um, that that would say we're independent from the United States. We're no longer we no longer want to be part of the American Empire. The, just like New Hampshire left the British Empire, it would do the same thing with the American Empire. The only element of democracy that we use, according to the constitute the founders, is voting. And and right here, they are saying that he is anti democracy because he was trying to use an actual democratic means. To let uh, let the people vote, right? And that's right. The thing. That's the whole thing. What you know, that was about? Let the people vote if they the, want to. Yeah, live. you didn't funniest, have to say you were for it as a state rep. The, All you had to do was let the yeah. people vote. The funniest part about the the whole it's illegal response to well, that's illegal. You can't you can't declare independence. Well, the funny thing about that is it was illegal for New Hampshire to declare independence from the British Empire, and we led the way in declaring you know for the colonies independence from the British Empire. What I think these guys are actually trying to do is they are trying to create a list. Now, anybody on this list who has run for office, it is very, very simple. And I'm sure these people have all of our addresses, everybody's Mm -hmm. address. They have it. And so it's just anybody who, you know, it is really like just 30 seconds, maybe three minutes if you're as illiterate as me with a keyboard and the Internet to finding out an address of anybody on here. And so I believe what this is to do is to trigger some uh, mentally ill, you know, uh, extremist left people to try to maybe go do some kind of violence to uh, the people on this list. <laughs> I list. just think that they wouldn't because they're yeah. going to assume that we all have 100 guns. Well, I, mean, I said we're no, just, no, these people are stupid. I, I mean, the other problem is this list is already so large. I mean, the risk of being on it is basically zero as far as like... The I mean, only thing I would say that is like risky is the fact that they put Carla Garrick on and wrote, espouses violence. That... Yeah, I mean, that's just a lie. It's a lie. And yeah. it's actually asking... That's like... That's putting in some crazy leftist head. Oh, like if you go do violence to her, it's fine. She espouses violence. So there are nutbags out there that are looking for a reason to go do violence. Mm -hmm. Uh, You know, you got the uh, mentally ill, transgender, whatever, you know, mass shooters, for example, um, or, you know, you know, they they identify with all that leftist radical nonsense crap. And uh, and then you have uh, you got plenty of mentally ill people, you know, just a. And, and a lot of them identify on the left. In fact, the mental illness is extremely high with, uh, you know, uh, uh, leftist women. Uh, it is very high. Or on uh, SSRIs. Whatever, just, just in general. And you have a lot of young men in this country who just, they're not getting laid. Uh, and they're, uh, and, and, and they're, a lot of them are, are identifying either very much to the right or very much to the left. And the example has been if you are someone who was on the left and you go do crimes that are, you know, essentially in line with the left leftist narrative, um, Kamala Harris is going to, you know, ask for you to get bailed out and is going to advocate for you to get bailed out as she did with the with the people peacefully burning and torching cities in 2020. Which is so weird uh, because she went so hard after just like any old black guy who smoked weed in California during her time as the AG. Right. It's all about the narrative. It's, it's just all about the narrative, uh, whatever it is. I mean, I remember when like uh, people that were called themselves Democrats were anti-war. I mean, you know, but there's probably people listening to me that like, really, that happened? Yeah, I don't know uh, if the Democrats were ever anti-war. Like, I mean, I, the actions of the Democrats are basically the same as the Republicans. I'm, I'm just saying the actual, like, Democrat, you know, 
grassroots people on the ground, not yeah. ones who are actually politicians. Uh, they, I used to, I, I knew these guys, and I used to go do these anti-war things, and it was basically a whole bunch of Bernie Bros, and you know they, and they were all registered Democrats that were anti-war, you know, fifteen, twenty years ago, and now, um, you know, they're very much pro-war, uh, and 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 even some of these guys think that they're not pro-war. Uh, as they're, you know, demanding that Ukraine be funded with a bunch of bombs to, you know, kill other people. But since there's white people killing white people, they're probably cool with it. Uh, but anyways, the thing is, this is just part of a narrative to push a divide. And you and anybody who's going to buy this crap, who, who is part of this cult, and this is a cult right here, uh, these this Granite State pro- progressives. And much right. are, as most of the Democrats in the New Hampshire House are straight up legit cult members. Uh, they believe uh, th- they even are such cult members that they are like demanding that everybody be forced to take this uh, poison that they're calling the COVID-19 vaccine that is not tested. And they even demand that uh, uh, people like give their kids all these vaccines that are in a child vaccine, you know, whatever, you know, recommended thing. None of those are have, have the gold standard test, double placebo test. They haven't passed a test for like what would be required for FDA licensing. And so we know what, like the Jim Jones cult, you know, uh, a bunch of people drank Kool-Aid that they knew was poison. So you have like people who are l- literally recommending that their cult followers, you know, take these, you know, untested poisons. And, and, and it's just, I mean, I could go on about this forever, but you have a, a bunch of radical, you know, unhinged nut jobs that, you know, are crying throw fits because we're like, hey, you know, you can't chop the uh, testicles off of young boys just because, mm-hmm. you know, one of their parents convinced them that they're a girl for some reason. And uh, and, and they um, uh, or, and, or and at least the state should be liberty or uh, just being a liberty. Yeah. Uh, any of this stuff. Speaker got all who one of the callers on this list. Um, I, I just pulled up like a list of what makes something a cult, and I totally believe that like the leftists in New Hampshire fall under this. One, absolute authoritarianism without accountability. They are complete bumbles in everything they do, and their followers are just like, whatever. Uh, yeah, we listen to them because we got to vote left. We got to vote left. You know, you know what I I think of when I think of you know, and I don't know if this is as much. Op- applicable uh more broadly here with the left but i've definitely seen in keen there is um stop free keen and that's like a hate group yeah i think by definition mm-hmm. um and we're talking about people who have committed to actual violence against uh, uh keeniacs or people in keen it, it's video footage of of, right. of of an emerson tow truck driver uh literally threatening to beat somebody with a pipe for videotaping him and the cop who's a who's a cult member uh along with this Emerson tow truck driver now Emerson towing is a towing company here that gets paid handsomely for um you know towing cars that people didn't pay that people got a parking ticket they didn't pay mm-hmm. and Keen of Ro- Robin Hood of Keen put a huge dent in their business or they at least saw Keen of Robin you know Robin Hooding as a serious threat and, and then the city goes through and spends hundreds of thousands of dollars of taxpayers money to try to sue these Robin Hooders on a yep. lawsuit that went nowhere they because lost. they're all a bunch of cult members but literally this guy is like got a, it, he, he he's like uh, I, I will beat you he basically says that a cameraman or do something I don't remember what it was it was, it was like it 10 like- years TJ or, or like James or 
It was like 10, 12 years I ago when I saw I don't I saw even know if video. it was if any of them. Um, mm. Might not have even been yeah. a, a free stater or a Keniac or a, anybody who identifies with you know liberty and freedom. It could have been just some random dude. Yeah. But I saw the video where the guy's like, I will beat you. And he's like, why are you stealing this car? How come you're taking this car? And there's a cop right there, and the cop is just laughing as the tow truck driver threatens to beat him. When taxes are paid, taxes are apportioned now, the first thing that is serviced is pensions. Hmm. And so the if you start digging into how much pension funding is going with like respect to the schools, the numbers I have been told is like 80% of the school tax is paying just the pensions. You start looking into how many uh, people are collecting a pension from, from these school systems. Basically, you could take the number of people that are being employed in the school right now and probably multiply it times five or six and that's how many people are collecting on a pen a pension i don't i think i don't know what it is in new hampshire right but i know in new jersey um if you if you let's see if you basically uh retired at the at the top of the pay scale which you probably will if you you know go through a full teaching career right um basically you're and this was like i don't know maybe half a maybe a decade ago um, you basically would be making, and this doesn't include adjustments for inflation and such uh, such things, but you'd be making about a million dollars in benefits as a result of your pension. So uh, I have a family member who is a um, psychiatrist. Yeah. And she worked in the uh, Massachusetts school system as a psychiatrist. And her, towards the end of her retirement, she was grossing like 120 k a year. And she, in her, as a retirement, just like cash is just deposited in her bank account is like $84,000 a year right now. And and that's because she had a doctorate. So if you have a doctorate and you're working in a Massachusetts school system, you know, 10 years ago, you're 120 grand a year. And I, yeah. and it probably doesn't matter what your doctorate is in. It could be in, yep. you know, gender studies. Yeah. I, I don't know. I don't know about mass and it might be different from one school district to another too. But, um, I know in New Jersey, like Clinton township school districts, um, if you had basically a master's degree, the difference between a master's and a doctorate wasn't that much in terms of the pay difference, I guess, or the benefits that you receive. Um, but yeah, yeah, it's same, same kind of thing. It's, it's absolutely crazy how much these, these teachers, uh, make and they, you know, they always say, oh, they're, they're in poverty and such, but that's not really the full picture. They're just not being paid during a period of the year in which they don't work, which is a summer, but they also, the, the benefits, um, the pensions more than make up for it. So it's 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 very uh, yeah. That, that's the whole big big yeah. deal is about being a teacher is, is the pension, the pension, the yeah. pension. It's it's very it's very manipulative to say teachers are you know poor or they don't get paid enough or and the same thing is true for like um, uh, law enforcement and yep. such firefighters. Um, yep. yep. Um, I, well, I'm not so sure about firefighters, and I think it probably depends on where where we're talking about. Um, well, yeah, but, yeah. So so career full time paid firefighters are okay. different than volunteer firefighters right right and, and that's just why i wanted to to point out because i think some of them are volunteers and especially like small towns and things like that so i don't want to lump them all into the same same thing and it's probably different in new york city than it is in you know new hampshire for example um 
Yeah. So, um, but yeah, but uh, the uh, when I was there, I got arrested in Manchester, and the guy who arrested me, I looked up his salary, and he was making one hundred and twenty thousand dollars a year. Wow. Yeah. Being absolutely, absolutely insane. The, absolutely insane. That the, is the lying social workers in 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 our uh, situation. Uh, they, uh, the one, the supervisors. Uh, she was uh, like Melissa Coombs. That no, one? her name's Colleen Subrich, the the supervisor. Hmm. Uh, but she was basically at like a hundred and almost a hundred and thirty thousand for like a, the twenty twenty or twenty twenty one with her overtime and holiday pay. Wow! And then I forget what Coombs was at. Hers was pretty up there too. With you know, there's a lot of overtime pay and and um, yeah. You know, something I also want to point out is like some people might be thinking, oh, one hundred twenty thousand dollars is nothing today. But we're also talking about five years ago. And we're also talking about New Hampshire, not New York City. You know, hmm. so the cost of living in New Hampshire is. A fraction of what it is in New York City. I mean, right. a, mil- also, a million like, dollar place might go for a hundred thousand, a hundred fifty thousand dollars here. And I did want to go over the fact that Aria and Ian are on it, and why they're on it. It, it shows that their town of residence, Keene, and it says Aria de Mezzo, um, Liberty Alliance is her affiliation. They wrote rating um, endorsed by the Liberty Alliance, and then the reason, the verification for why she's on here. Pled guilty to unlicensed money transaction oh business. God. They're so dumb. Transaction business, a money transaction business um, on September 12, 2022. And then. Yeah. How does that make you anti democracy? Extremist. Besides, she ran as the <laughs> sheriff. She ran as a sheriff. And, like, that's democracy, right? So stupid. Yeah. <laughs> she did expose how dumb democracy is by showing that Republicans will vote for the person with an R next to their name and not even do any research to find out that it's a um, redheaded, satanic, anarchist tranny. Yep. And then they get really mad that they voted for her. Tim Pool brings <laughs> that up quite a bit about uh, voting. Nice. And she's she, he's and, and this is more of like my why we should just have libertarians infiltrating the Democrat vote mm-hmm. uh, in you know heavily Democrat uh, uh, cities. Another thing that would do is it would make the Democrats spend a whole lot more money. Yeah. Uh, a whole lot more. Mm-hmm. Uh, and, 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 and time and, you, and obsession. And all, and all you got to spend is two dollars, and they got to spend like tons more, which is another good tactic. <laughs> and for Ian, they wrote um, office saw it. NH Senate, which was a long time ago, but he did. Affiliation, it's kind of hilarious. They wrote FSP, so the Free State Project. Free State Project, which has uh, de- de-endorsed him? Or yeah, they like, never said uh, Uninvited him. Uh, yeah, yeah, uninvited him. And, and then invited him again. I, I find it humorous how... They never apologize. They, they love, like the left loves to... You know, play both sides. Well, he's part of the FSP. And then they... And other times when it's convenient, well, the FSP is, you know disendorsed him and right it's like, that's a good point it's like oh my god <laughs> like, <laughs> they wrote um other verification they wrote fsp watch id'd i guess they have a something called the fsp watch convicted of money laundering and fraud he was not convicted of uh fraud endorsed by we the people which is i think he wasn't even convicted of money laundering. He was well because that was thrown out. Was thrown he out. was convicted You're of right. uh, a conspiracy, which is just means thinking about. And yeah. they didn't actually have any evidence that he was thinking about laundering money. It, but anyway, it's it's ridiculous. There are other people on this list that the listeners would probably recognize. Here's Jeremy Kaufman. They wrote a Free State board member who claimed democracy is a soft 
form of communism. That exactly is. I call it the footsteps <laughs> of you know uh, to communism. So f- first thing you get democracy, and then you have all of the parasites vote themselves a raise, and then now mm-hmm. you're living in socialism. And then socialism starts to fail, so they got to push harder. So now you 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 go right into communism because you know uh, that's just basically the way it works. And then it all collapses and falls apart, and you start all over again. And I think that's just hilarious, and I'm glad they put that quote in there. They also have Carla Garrick on here. I just freaking lost her. Okay, there there she is. Oh wait, I lost it again. Um, it says Liberty Alliance NHLA. It says she's the head of a Mises caucus, which I've actually heard there's no Mises caucus in New Hampshire, but whatever. Um, FSP board member, which I mean, she's like the president. Like these people are so bad at um, researching. They're terrible. And then they wrote revolutionary espousing violence. That huh? is terrible. That, is, that must be referencing the NH exit stuff, but there's no violence right, stuff. Right. That It's literally peaceful in, the, in all of these amendments, right, that are being promoted. It literally has the word peaceful, declaration of peaceful independence. And nowhere does it declare war. If, if, and even if a war was declared, it wouldn't be by New Hampshire. It would make absolutely no sense for New Hampshire to declare war. New well, Hampshire is this tiny, itty-bitty state. It's 1.3, 1.4 million people. The United States is 330 million people. There is no chance that a violent revolution would work in New Hampshire. You just heard highlights from the latest episode of Free Talk Live. You can download full episodes Subscribe to our podcast, listen live, and more, all for free at freetalklive.com.